<laughs> what you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every once in a while. But... <laughs> he was already here. Right away. It's kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Gentlemen, welcome to Open Book. Oh, I thought I was muted. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Open Book, you are watching live. I am here with Jen. You know Jen, obviously. She's on the show every single week. We are going to be operating without Eli for very important reasons, which I'm assuming everybody will find out what those reasons are eventually, unless, you know, everything went south. But, you know, I'm not going to speak that into existence. Ugh. Yikes. <laughs> Jen, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, first week back at work after a long 10-day break. So I'm exhausted, but Packers are the number one seed, beating Vikings out of playoff contention as well. So life is good. Fantastic. It sounds I've good. I've even got actually. my little my Mike Florio mug to celebrate. Can so. you put that? Can you bring that up again? Can I see what the hell that is? Exactly. Okay. That's it's just... the the baby mug. Look, that personally, and... personally, I wouldn't sip out of a mug that has Mike Florio's face on it, but that's just me. It's <laughs> just, just his me. tears. <laughs> I mean, no, you're into that. I mean, um, don't make it weird. We'll get, Come on. <laughs> we'll get to whatever bone you have to pick with us in a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting put flamed here. Andrew, can you bring yourself in? Because I'm not logged in to StreamYard. So can you bring yourself into the show really quick? Yes. Okay, give yes. me one second to refresh. I'll be right back. And then I am gonna I'm gonna I am gonna you're gonna, you're gonna have roast. a bone to pick. You've got a bone. Yeah, to pick. I'm gonna roast Ben over an open fire. Be right back. Oh boy. Oh well, Andrew, how okay. have you been? Well, well, you know, you in Zach's absence, I'd be a little bit better if I didn't lose to Eli in the fantasy league. I Did had you a, send a video. I no, I don't see. Okay, one. Go. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were all team Andrew. I think we made <laughs> I, that very obvious. I was so upset because once again, I'm on St. Brown makes me look like an absolute genius. Mm-hmm. And it just went to waste because. I mean, thankfully, the Packers made Dalvin Cook look like absolutely nothing. He didn't have a 40-point week like when you played me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he let me down, and uh, Michael Pittman Jr., but Michael Pittman's kind of one of those up and down, you know, one week he'll go off, another week he won't. What really screwed me was I thought picking Calvin Ridley as my first receiver was like – Oh, I'm smart. Uh, no, I was not smart. That was that was awful, actually. So, but you know, I'll I'll take I'll take second. But it just sucks that I it was losing to Eli. That right, like is the reason why Eli is like second. the worst person we, anybody could have lost to. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, I was no, like thrilled. Eli is I the worst person that could have won this entire league. What are you are you talking shit? About Eli. About Eli. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Right, carry, carry <laughs> about on. how he's the last person anybody wanted to see win our league. Literally, that is like. <laughs> that was like uh, I don't know. I think I think that title still goes to goes to Zach. Wow, Chris just like ruined my whole night. But anyways, um, 
What is? <laughs> yeah, that was like the worst possible scenario because he is never ever gonna shut up about it. No, so, at least he's not here. So next week we can be like, well, you know, you missed your opportunity. Fantasy's over. Like we're not discussing. Maybe we should bring done. Tom back on to like, <laughs> so he can give his grievances. I need to look. I I have my reasons, by the way, for for going on certain shows and not listing particular things in my bio. Okay, so I will leave it at that, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, I also did call you out for that. Yeah, Only Jen little... actually. Yeah, Jen already got on on my ass for that, and so did Eli, because you know. When when one of them chimes in, the other has to chime in. Then all of a sudden, I'm getting sworn. Like I'm getting ripped limb from limb. But you know what? It is it is what it is. Yeah, uh, we so, just don't matter enough to be in Zach's prestigious bio. It's fine. Oh, give it give it a rest, lady. For for the love of God, just give it a rest. Okay, somebody else brought <laughs> it up, so now I get a chance to roast you here live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But Ben is, he is a game on Wisconsin loyalist. He has been here since day one. That was like our original, like, OG top supporter. And you know what? We love you okay, for that. Okay, I was Shout here out ben. too. I Real used to MVP. be a fan too, but whatever. Never the yeah, top, you're, you're I guess. Not, you're not a fan anymore. You're on the show. You're part of the show now. You are yeah, the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> In fact, we, Andrew, myself, and Eli, we could all drop dead and you can run this show yourself, and it would be totally fine. In fact, it would probably be better. No, thanks. <laughs> Please don't do I, that. Don't all leave me. <laughs> I have an idea. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch me talk to myself for an hour. <laughs> I have an idea. Andrew and I will leave this stream yard, and we will just have you right here up on the screen. It's happened before. When your Wi-Fi <laughs> cuts out, I have already been stuck alone. That's never and... That's never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Andrew, how, how are you doing? Well, I told Jen before you came back, I said I'd doing all right but i'd be doing a hell of a lot better if you know i had this great plan of uh, oh if i beat eli i've got the perfect plan since we knew he wasn't going to be here i was going to full-blown like shannon sharp cigar in the mouth drinking hand just talk my shit and i can't See, do Andrew, that the thing is you have all these really good plans for when you win and then you don't win yeah <laughs> you never exactly get to do that, that. and that's what i told myself i was like all right i need to not get ahead of myself because i was like watch i'm not gonna win and I like, I'm not going to be able to do any of this. And that's exactly what happened. And I kept having this master plan of, Oh, 300 bucks. What can I do with that? 300 bucks. And I, I stopped myself. I was like, Nope, Nope. I'm not coming up with any ideas. Cause that's when my dreams are going to get crushed. So, which that's what happened. You're the first. You, Najee Harris. Okay. Screw Najee Harris. You looked, for that. you looked so far ahead into the future that you didn't yeah. you didn't take into account your opponent in in the present, which is what the Packers are trying not to do by playing the lines in the season finale. They're going to be playing all their starters. Tell me that Zach, was a good segue. Come Zach, on, the, I would say Zach, the master of segues. I was just going to say. <laughs> They're trying not to look too far ahead into the future, you know, and, you know, resting their starters to the playoffs. They're going to treat this, as Matt LaFleur said, as if it is any regular season game. They're going there into Detroit to win a football game. Now, it's like a topic of conversation, whether or not they should play their starters. I mean, it doesn't matter what what we think or what anybody else on Twitter thinks. They're going to do it regardless. It's just a question of how long they're going to play those starters. A quarter, two quarters, treat it like a preseason game. But... I want to know where you guys kind of fall on this because it's it's a tricky thing to navigate. You rest your guys and they, you know, the Packers who have the number one seed now, they have three weeks to just chill, do nothing, and everybody has PTSD of 2011. Um, or you play your guys and you risk injury. 
Where do you guys fall on that? See, I think just the way that the injuries have been going this year, it makes me really nervous to play them a ton. Like, I don't want to see any more than a half from these guys just because, like, some positions are running so thin and not only with injury but with the COVID stuff. And there's just so much to risk where I would rather them maybe start a little bit slower because they rested guys in that um, first game back in the playoffs. Like they're, if they're a good enough team, it shouldn't be a problem and you should be able to rest these guys. So I would rather not see Rogers get his toe stepped on or some fluke thing happen. You know, we're really thin on linemen right now. So there's just all those risks. I mean, not that they can sit linemen at this point, they've got nobody left, so they're going to have to play, but there's just so many factors that you don't want to lose guys. And I think Rogers being the biggest one, especially with his toe, um, And I mean, he hadn't been practicing for a while and he was still playing fine. So I don't know. I just think that he's playing on a level that we can trust that if he doesn't play a lot, he should be able to still come out and execute. And this team has only gotten better and they've been able to work through obstacles before. So I don't want to see him starting a lot. I don't want to I don't want to risk anything. I would rather them, you know, be a little bit more cautious and then focus on the playoff game down the road. Yeah, I it's such a weird balancing act of what's too much and what's, you know, like what's the right thing. Um I agree here I would Joe here. I, I I do think give them a quarter depending on the player or let them play the whole first half cuz again, this game doesn't really mean anything at this point. They have the one seed locked up. It doesn't fucking matter if they win or lose. Um but I do think it's important to give them a little bit of time because, and I, and Eli's mentioned it multiple times on Twitter, 2011, I sent shiver down my spine and just bad memories that I don't want to think of, but I do, I, I think they should play a little bit. Um, You know, there, there is the worry of injuries. Obviously there's been so many guys who are out, um, hopefully some that are returning soon. I'm sure we'll get to a couple of them who have returned to practice, potentially plans for some to play, um, you know, depending on how Matt LaFleur uh, goes about it. But I know he did say that, obviously, he wants some of those guys to play. Aaron said he wants to play. Uh, he said, I know in his press conference after the game Sunday, he mentioned that he ex- he hoped or expected that Devontae would play a little bit. So I do think it's the right call to have them play a little bit. Um, but obviously they're not going to play the whole game. I think that's the whole thing. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you're, you're in place of Eli today. So Chris gets to pick on you instead of Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God that skipped over me. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think you're kind of, it's, it's going to be something that they're going to play by ear. I feel like, you know, like you said, you get to the end of that first quarter, kind of evaluate where you at, see who, you know, who you can take out who you can throw in. I'm team play them the entire freaking game. Treat it as if it is any game. Like you're still in the playoff, you're still in the playoff hunt and you have something to play for. I think that kind of mentality going into the playoffs, going into. <laughs> <laughs> I think we oh, both God. saw it at the same time. And I, we did. I saw you. I saw you kind of that shit-eating grin on your face, and I was like, "What could he possibly be laughing at?" And then, there you go. Yeah, if you go into January with this game in mind, and then obviously the playoffs down the road, kind of on the horizon, then you have that 
mentality, you know, of like, you're just, you're not, you're not stepping off the gas. You're not getting kind of complacent in your approach. And look, necessarily, I don't think that would happen. I don't think they'll get complacent, but I just, like we've mentioned multiple times the 2011, I just, I keep going back to that, that year, they were 15 and one, they're only lost in, in Kansas city. They have that. Well, Aaron Rodgers is among the many people who, the many players who have a couple weeks off. They go into that Giants game and they get the absolute shit smacked out of him. I don't personally want a repeat of that because this feels like if it is the last dance, if this is it for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, then you don't play around. And the injuries have been something that they've been forced to navigate all season. You know, every team has been forced to navigate it. But I mean, the, the Packers specifically, they've lost guys. They've had guys rotating in and out all year. And they've overcome it every single time. The mentality of this team is that it's the next man up and they're overcoming all of these these roadblocks that they're coming into. And I think they'll continue to do that, even going into the playoffs, regardless of what happens in this this week 18, this week 18 game. I'm still getting used to the stupid schedule. <laughs> then I think they'll still embrace that that whole ideology. I think they'll be fine. And you just you need to you need to play your guys and get them those reps. And it's also going to be important because David Bakhtiari might play. This might be his first time back, and you want him playing with a line that is put together in place that has been the starting five for the last few weeks now. Like they finally have like a set unit, and you know, I and who knows, Jair Alexander might even play if he's activated off the COVID list. I mean, David Bakhtiari practiced today on Wednesday. He'll probably continue to practice tomorrow and Friday. Jair Alexander, he probably would have practiced today, I'm assuming, since he's been practicing for the last couple of weeks since being since being activated off of IR. Um, so, you know, we don't know who's going to be taking snaps in this game, but I mean, treat it as like an opportunity to kind of get yourself warmed up for the playoffs. See, and that's, you know, I like to play devil's advocate. Like, I think one thing, but I also try and see all sides. And that's an interesting point because I haven't really talked to anybody who's had that, like, let's play them the entire game mentality, which is... It's interesting, but I also understand because I know players have talked about, you know, bye weeks can throw off momentum. So if you don't play them, it's almost like, you know, three weeks without playing and you don't want to lose any of that. But I also do think, you know, maybe they'll just get up early enough where they won't have to play anyways. That'd be nice because I do think that this is a game that is important for Jordan Love to take some snaps. I think that it's important for him going forward, whether it's with the Packers or somebody else. I think that this is a game that, you can, you know, give him a lot of snaps just because it's not a must win situation. So I think it'd be a good opportunity for him. And I think it's something that he's earned at this point. So that's something that I'd like to see, which is another reason, you know, injuries aside, um, you know, in fear of something happening to Rogers, I think that this is an opportunity that they've been gifted and they've earned so that they can <laughs> Okay, green beans are disgusting. I'm in the middle of talking, Kyle. Why would you throw that into the chat? Anybody we have moved like, on, like, we have moved on who, from RB don't, slander like, don't, to green bean slander. Don't let Kyle throw off the mojo here. Okay? Well, who, who put it up on the screen when I'm in the middle of talking? That's whoever. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at I'm me. trying to make a point here, and I've got beer in hand. Green beans and... up on the screen. Yeah, like who? Who looks at green beans and like? Oh no! And it's like, mm, that looks good. No, yeah, green beans disgusting. are kind of kind of gross. I mean, if you got if you got the person that's that that eats spoonfuls of mayonnaise with their ba- bare hands out of the jar, calling green beans disgusting, and she's probably right. So okay, yeah, yeah, that's 
That's I'm what I do. I come I'm home from work and I have a nice jar of mayonnaise as a snack, get show prepped and ready to go. I believe it. Look, I'm <laughs> I'm on your side here. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. See, it's night. You know, we agree on Arby's and green beans so we can team up against Kyle and Riley if he shows up because Riley was slandering me as well. On Twitter. <laughs> right. I didn't realize green beans were such a hot topic. <laughs> in my twitter R- world but riley won't riley won't show up he's he's unemployed probably sleeping right now oh <laughs> oh and he's also bald good to know do you do you dunk your oreos in mayonnaise i mean Jen? isn't that what they're i i take out the cream and i put mayonnaise in the cookie okay that's that's enough that's <laughs> enough out of you okay Cut. anyways <laughs> we're cutting your mic we're getting her out of here no, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm kidding. If anybody thinks I'm being serious, I'm no, kidding. No, too late. No, 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 no. You dug your grave now. People it's probably think done. I'm sick yeah, enough that I would actually dig yourself do it. out now. No, right, people are gonna think to the... that I'm gross and like I actually do that. Like, come on now. Let's, let's, let's get back get to back Packers to talk and not, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, open mayonnaise. We're open book and open mayonnaise. Oh okay, God. you're just making this worse, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, we're talking I, about I, green beans. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, we can talk about someone who probably eats a lot of green beans because you know they're good for protein. AJ Dillon. Strong. Was that, was that good? Was that good at segue? Was that all right? Yeah, it was. That's all right. It was good oh. enough. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones this past weekend they were the first pair of running backs since 1980 to top 1,000 scrimmage yards each. Dos in a single season. So it's tough to Andrew. Did you just put that up? That was impressive. Yeah. That was fast. Uh it's know, amazing. He's doing his job. <laughs> be nice. Okay. They're well, going, no, I meant that sounded so much meaner than I intended. <laughs> the packs are going into the playoffs with this remarkable running back tandem these guys that can do it all they can catch they can take it out of the backfield they're doing and there was a lot of pony package against the vikings two running backs in the backfield and that was something that you know something that we've kind of seen variations of throughout the season here and there not really on a consistent basis but i mean the matchup clearly favored having both running backs in the field and i mean it worked out um they're going into a time of year where it is going to continue to get cold it is probably going to be right around the same temperature as it was this past weekend against the Vikings, where it it felt like it was in like the low singles. What was it like two? De- it felt like two degrees, but it was like ten. Something. Like and, and what was wild enough is they were expecting like it zero. to be colder. They were expecting it to feel a lot colder with the wind chill. I saw the Packers publish something about that that Packers Vikings game had the potential to be the coldest uh, game for that matchup like ever, and it didn't quite get there, but it was still pretty damn cold. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like amplified when you have this 247-pound running back repeatedly slamming into you, and you are making an attempt to tackle him, and it's just not working no matter what the hell you do. I mean, this guy, he, I think it was his second touchdown of the night. He literally ran directly. What? what? I'm sorry. I, I got I to gotta put the comments away. I keep reading the comments. Every like, time I see you giggling, like, I'm yeah, like, what, I kind, know, what kind of I know. show I'm is horrible. Comments? I'm horrible. <laughs> anyways yeah they're going into a time of year now they have the, the number one seed locked up the playoffs are going to run through lambeau field i'm not looking i'm not looking at the goddamn comments you know what? i'm going i'm going to the private chat all right i'm getting out <laughs> god a bunch of animals in here man 
do you guys think what like what's your what's your spin on how this like are the Packers gonna ru- ride their ground game to the Super Bowl? I mean, is that like the best kind of avenue for them right now? I think that depends. You know, there's as of late the line is protected a lot better in the run. I feel like there's been numerous games where that seemed to be the issue um with getting the running game going was the offensive line and primarily guys like um like Big Dirt. He was, you know, there's been some games where he's he struggled. But as of late, they've played pretty well. And also, I think Aaron Jones has been really heating up, which I think is very important. That And I think that's another player that I think is important to still play on Sunday. He's been gaining momentum. Let's let him keep, you know, let's let him keep it going a little bit here into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's very important. But I also think it's just as equally important to emphasize them in the passing game because both of them are number two and number four in receptions on the team. So they can do it uh, in all aspects of the offense. So it's just a matter of keeping them involved, no matter how you keep them, keep them involved They're They both are excellent pass catchers. They're both great runners. And so again, they, they've got excellent talent. They're, they're excellent backs. So it's it's important to keep you know they want to have balance they they always stress we want to have balance well some of those games there hasn't quite been that balance maybe in the play calling there's the balance but not in terms of success we kind of saw that in the Ravens game where it seemed like they really wanted to run the ball that second half and that's where the three and outs started to happen and you know it wasn't working Yeah. yeah it just wasn't working so it's important to have the balance, but it's also just important to ride what's working. And for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, it's that's kind of been both running the ball and catching the ball. So to me, it's yeah, just kind of the, go with, go with whatever you go with go with whatever's working. That's I guess that should be my answer. The the balance and kind of just the options is the most important thing. I think you know, just in the running duo, you know, Dylan and Jones are two very different backs. So depending on maybe who's having the better date, like they provide options on their own, whether it's running or receiving, but also they provide really good balance for the offense as a whole, where, you know, maybe it's not a run game, it's a pass game. And you have guys like Devante and MVS and Lazard. And if that's not working, you have guys like Jones and Dylan, you can rely on. So this offense just has such good balance with the talent that it makes them a huge threat and seeing guys like them just, you know, put up numbers like this. It just, it's telling as to the the success that they're having behind like a second, third string offensive line. And, you know, AJ Dillon just has this relentless mentality. We saw, especially against Minnesota, that's how he got his touchdowns, just, you know, pile driving his way into the end zone. And Jones, he's, he's a slippery running back and he can also get involved in the pass catching game. So these guys just offer so much and it, it makes it that much harder to stop this offense. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, they're going to be getting David Bakhtiari. You guys both mentioned the offensive line, which obviously is important. They're going to be getting David Bakhtiari back, hopefully, fingers crossed. And Josh Myers, we haven't mentioned him yet. He also practiced today. They're starting second-round rookie center who looked really good in the first five, six games. Um, And he had that knee injury. He had surgery. Uh, Today was his first day back. It opened up his window, the 21-day window. So uh, the latest he can return, or no, the earliest he can return. Wait, no. Yeah, latest. (laughs) Sorry, I'm an idiot. Latest seeking return is January 26th, which will be four days before the NFC Championship game. 
So maybe they play him, maybe they don't. I mean, he he can return at any point. It just depends what he looks like, obviously. But they're going to have guys like Yash Nyman, who has been holding down the fort at left tackle valiantly. He's been fantastic. And then you have Lucas Patrick, who's been at center. He's been a f- tremendous uh, in, in pass protection. Struggled a little bit in the running game, which you know people in my mentions will continue to insist that they drill into my head. But I I'm I'm aware. So everybody, so everybody knows that I am aware. Um, so assuming that Bakhtiari and Myers do come back, I mean, you have phenomenal depth on that offensive line between David Bakhtiari, Yash Nyman, um, John John Runyon, and Royce Newman. I don't think are going anywhere, but yeah, Lucas Patrick, uh, Josh Myers, and then Dennis Kelly at right tackle. And there's a chance that they're going to get Billy Turner back as well from his knee injury he suffered against uh, um, Chicago earlier last month. So, I mean, you're going to get all these pieces back. What do you think the offensive line looks, looks like with, let's say, let's say the Packers just, just won in the divisional round. I don't mean to look too far ahead and, you know, pull an Andrew. Let's <laughs> look a little into the future. Divisional round weekend is over. The NFC championship game is right there on the horizon. What does this offensive, uh, offensive line look like assuming everybody's healthy? Cause you're going to be throwing guys who haven't played pretty much for most of the year back into the lineup. So, what would you guys kind of do? Say that like the idea, like you want your best guys out there, but it also just, you know, makes you a little bit nervous because they haven't been playing. So, you know, you kind of lose that, that chemistry and the connection a little bit, but you know, David Bakhtiari is a guy that you can plug in at any time and he just makes that line a hundred percent better. So if he's available, you want to play him. Myers would be a little bit more interesting to see go in there just because, you know, it is the center and that's an important game. And for him and Rodgers, who have not been taking those snaps together all year, you know, you don't want to mess that up too much. So it would definitely, you know, cause a lot of controversy. And, you know, if it works, that's great. And if you plug him in and things are going south, you know, it causes a whole other conversation. So there's just a lot of different puzzle pieces. I think David Bakhtiar is a guy that you definitely want to plug in. But Josh Myers just being so young and not having as much experience, you kind of question like, okay, Lucas Patrick has been doing just fine. Do you leave him in? Um, You know, because things have been going smoothly. So, yeah, it it definitely poses the question. And also just while we're on the topic of offensive line, I was going to ask you, Zach, the Dennis Kelly thing. He's on the COVID reserve, correct? Or was he? I think they activated him. He, he, okay, because that was going to be my next question is what they're going to do versus Detroit if he yes, no, he, was not activated. Yeah, but he, I, have, I haven't sorry. been paying attention to it. Yeah, he tested out. So you can, okay. test, you can test out of those five days, and that's right. I think that's what happened with oh, him. Oh, yeah, I guess they did somebody change. Else. Like, all I don't the, remember. Darnell, Darnell Savage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was Darnell Savage, Dennis Kelly, and they tested out yesterday, I think. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they switched down to five days, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. they did. Okay. So then that brings up that, an interesting, that whole thing. That's an interesting hypothetical. What would you do if he didn't test out and they had to start, you know, let's say he, he got COVID. Ben Braden. Start... <laughs> you can say ben Braden. Ben Braden. I would take, I would take, I'll tell you what, I'll take Yash Nyman, move him out to right tackle, put Ben Braden in at left tackle. If that, if that was like the scenario that we had, we had to deal well, with. Cause then you could, you know, get Yash familiar with right tackle. So when Bakhtiari comes back, Yash is familiar with that right side. He's still, even yeah. if, he stays in the lineup. But then if you have Braden in at, you know, protecting the blind side, do you want Rodgers taking as many snaps as he would? You know, as you said, he'd play the whole game. See, so look at all these questions that you can, you know. 
I mean, these are I questions, think, you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur is going to have fun figuring that out. Good thing there's a, these are hypotheticals, but the fact that we can even have this conversation, though, is like a testament to Adam Sinovich, Luke Butkus, mm-hmm. that whole offensive line room, the players. Like the fact that we can entertain this many combinations, you know, guys going over here, not to pull like a Dennis Rodman or anything, but you know, click, boom, click over here. Click, boom, I'm right you know, here. an offensive line, the fact that, you know, number one seed get the bye without. David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins on your line and your rookie starting center. Huge testament to them. <laughs> I compl- I completely agree. I'm sorry. I just- <laughs> <laughs> Sam's, a, Sam's a funny guy. Um, okay, before we kind of branch, unless Andrew, did you have anything to add? No, I mean, I pretty much just agreed with what Jen said. You know, uh, I, I saw someone, I think, comment on one of Eli's posts. Um the whole, you know, what the year that Chad Clifton missed most of the year and he came back in the playoffs and he didn't look good. But I, I, I kind of, and I, and you know, my response to that is, you know, like let them play. If they want to play, let them play. And if they start to stink, well, guess what? You throw back the other guys in. And the point that you made, Zach, about the fact that we're even able to have this conversation about, oh, they, you know, they can move the puzzle pieces around and it could still fit and work is just absolutely insane. There's not many other teams in the league who can say that. Um, there's so many teams that struggle with offensive line, you know, and like they're starting offensive. Line yeah, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even like one team that like really comes to mind for me, even now, like they, they made it strides to improve their line, but even like someone like the, the chargers, you know, they, they got, you know, they got, uh, Corey Lindsley, they drafted Rashawn Slater and then they got, you know, then they got hurt and guess what? They can't protect worth shit anymore because <laughs> they get hurt and the Packers they're down, so many great players. I mean, even Josh Myers looked like he potentially could have been, we could have argued him for the pro bowl if he would have kept playing and he wasn't hurt. And so it is, it's really great that, you know, we're able to watch and Aaron is still being pretty well protected. Cause I thought the final nail in the coffin. Well, two times I thought the final nail in the coffin was Elton. And then we, and then we find out that Yash Nyman is actually an animal. And then finally Billy Turner's out. And then I really said, Oh, that's the final nail in the coffin. And <laughs> I, I'm wrong again. I'll happily be wrong about that every time, every, every day of the week, but it is, it's absolutely insane. Cause there's not many, I don't think there's any other team in the league who can sustain that many injuries on their offensive line yet still protect their greatest asset, the quarterback, and still have success running the football. Uh, I, I don't. I, I can't think of another team that could do that right now. Games are won in the trenches. Thank you, John Madden. I appreciate that. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was. Um, I mean, that's true. There were there were multiple instances. I mean, even even when you know the Bakhtiari. I know people were talking about in the summer, like you know David Bakhtiari might be ready by the season opener. That's what a load of shit that was. There was no way. Yeah, that would have been ridiculous. He's a large dude with a knee injury. You yeah, don't come exactly. Back that fast. And, that's a, and that's another thing people kind of forget. They're like, "Oh, it's been a year already. He must have had some crazy setbacks." And no, motherfucker, he's a big ass human. He's a big like, ass. Like that's a lot tackle. on your your. It's joints, a lot on your which, knees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took me. I mean, I'm not David Bakhtiari size, but it took me about a year, and I had the same thing. Like you know, he had to go get it cleaned out because things just aren't working well. And, that's like not much of a setback. It's more, you know, a short-term loss for long-term gain kind of thing. So, you know, and how do we, sorry, I didn't. 
No. But but how do we know? How do we know that it wasn't the Packers shutting him down these days at practice? Because they just re-signed him. They just re-signed probably their their second greatest asset behind Aaron Rodgers. Why, how do we know necessarily what was going on in practice? To maybe it was Bakhtiari wants to practice. He feels he can go. He, yeah, he admits he's not a hundred percent, but. Again, we don't know anything. We're not there watching practice. And yes, there's all these setbacks, but it could be the it could really <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Just another Wednesday. Yep. Nothing Asshole. has changed. Asshole Andrew, I guess, over here. But you're right though. They're protecting their investment. Yeah. They just they just resigned him to to another big deal. And left tackle is very important. So we need to have patience. We all want him back. We've wanted him back for a long time now. And we just have to wait it out. Cause guess what? Yash Nyman's still playing very well. And right now we have, we don't have much to worry about. It's not that he hasn't played against great talent. He's played against tremendous talent uh, so far. And, you know, we, we just got to wait and see. <laughs> And that's the thing too. You have Josh Diamond playing so damn well, so it's probably giving them like a little like hesitation. Like, okay, let's let David do what he needs to do and kind of navigate his way through his recovery. And you know, when he's back on the field, he's one hundred percent. Chris, come on, I'm not, I'm not, not going to do that. That'd be that'd be so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we continue on here. Uh, yeah, Zach just wants to bypass that one super quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't fucking see it. I'm like, (laughs) like, nope, nope, not even looking at the bottom of the screen. (laughs) I didn't know. I I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this what you wanted me to acknowledge? Is this it? Yeah. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. Mr. Like, Greg Jennings, number one fan. Yeah, I'd like you to acknowledge Greg Jennings uh, whining like a little baby about him and Aaron not texting. I would like to. I would like you to Tiny acknowledge violin. your. I would like you to acknowledge your new name. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jennings. Jennings is is a, a, a dick for that. I'm not a fan of post career Jennings. I've made that so goddamn clear by now. I mean, come on. It's like he Obviously says, not. he says, he not says shit enough. like that. He says shit like that, and it's like, I wonder why he doesn't want to talk to you. Are you kidding me? All right, I need to do. I need to do this goddamn ad read. Okay, we have like <laughs> ten minutes left. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about Jeez, Greg. Jennings. Ten minutes left. <laughs> ten minutes left. <laughs> Andrew, did you change your name? Yeah. Did you change your name? Yeah, I changed my name. Self-proclaimed nice guy. Nice Jacob's guy. gonna log in here and definitely delete that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Jacob has not come in yet and said, "Get Andrew the hell off the screen." screen. <laughs> I, I I don't know where he is. Maybe maybe that's what. Maybe he's maybe he's not watching because he knew I was gonna be on. Maybe that's why. More than likely. Well, I called worse, him but... when I left at the beginning. I for some reason the login wasn't saved on my computer, so I had to um I had to call Jacob within like 20 seconds. And he answered, and uh, he actually told Andrew to go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't say any of that. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this show, open book. What you are currently watching on your screens, whether it be on your phone, tablet, computer, Facebook, I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. This show is brought to you 
by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Zach, you know what I want to see? I want to see you. I don't know if I want to. Know. I, I want to see you on Good Morning Football doing angry runs and not Kyle Brandt. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a little more, a little more practice for that. I don't know, you're starting to ad lib these ads a little bit more, so. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting comfortable with it. It comes with the when you do it every single week, then eventually you find that rhythm. You know what I mean. So that's why, and that's why when I'm gonna have to read it, and I'm gonna be like, "Ars Tech Ventures is brought." <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing, you know. What was it, Chris? Or you know, they're like, "Oh, I want Andrew to read it." I'm like, "No," because I'm gonna sound like the Artek Ventures is. A... <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just go. I'll literally go like those goddamn commercials. Or oh shit, we have five minutes, and we like have it's like a scroll, all these like really fast yeah, scrolling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like when it's like the symptoms on a, a medication, like trying to get through it really fast, so people don't know. <laughs> You're not responsible for symptoms, but there's no side effects. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Andrew, I think I think you would be fine. I think you would be too, Jen. As long as you kind of you have to feel it, you have to feel it inside of you, in your body. You have to get that warm, kind of fuzzy feeling. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. Folks, we have eight minutes left. I feel like we need to talk. Eight about... minutes left. We no. Well, we can we can we can let it Andrew, out a little bit. You know? I'm running this goddamn thing. I'm in the fucking driver's seat right now. Okay. Very true. I, wow. I, I have been I have been known to be a backseat driver though. So that's okay. My dad is the same way. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we need to talk about the Vikings game because we haven't even touched on that like at all yet. They beat the Vikings 37 to 10. Uh, I actually predicted that they would beat the Vikings 37 to 10. So, uh, did you? No. Like on the show? Oh. No. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I, I guess you. I have to go back and uh, listen to the last week's show again. <laughs> That's why I stopped myself. I was like, shit, they have that on record. I can't, I can't let I that I don't happen. know. Maybe you like went on somebody else's. No, no whatever, one wants me. I know you did no. some shows. So. No, no, no one, no one likes me. Uh, so they beat the Vikings thirty-seven to ten, and they—I mean, it looked a little troubling at the beginning. They couldn't sustain drives. They were going three and out. They—I think there was a there was a play that didn't convert. They got a turnover on downs. I mean, they couldn't really like sustain drives. They were moving the ball. They were running the ball well. Aaron Rodgers was kind of finding a rhythm. He hit that he hit that deep ball to Devontae Adams on one of the first few plays of the game, but they couldn't finish. And it seemed like the Vikings were actually going to stay in the game you know with Sean with Sean Mannion kind of just taking some of the easy stuff underneath they couldn't get the running game going but I mean the beginning of the game was a little bit troubling but the Packers eventually pulled away yeah. someone take someone take, someone take the rain <laughs> I didn't know you were done with your... I'm done what are you I'm gonna stare at you you think I'm just gonna sit here and stare at you I need I need you guys to give me feedback tell me how you felt about the game tell me what you were experiencing what emotions you felt what was palpable I want I want to know it away, Jen take it away yeah, Jen, Jen I mean, please take it away the, well I mean like I build up rivalry week so much because it's obviously really important to me not just that the Packers beat the Vikings but that the Packers beat the Vikings because I don't want to have to go into work the next day and deal with it or like whatever out in public so yeah it was a really slow start um I mean both sides just a lot of 
punting and you know it was what it was field goals and stuff like that and moments that you thought maybe they could have um scored you know red zone offense kind of looked like it was earlier this season but they got the ball rolling and this offense just you know it felt like a really slow game like there's a lot actually happening but everything just felt slow and this was like the first game that I could like sit back in my chair and just enjoy it like I wasn't on the edge of my seat ever I think the only time I was upset was with the the snap on Mason Crosby's field goal and then the muff punt like those are the only two things that genuinely concerned or upset me but this game just felt like I I expected it to be a lot closer but they basically removed Dalvin Cook from the game. And I mean, Mike Zimmer also removed Dalvin Cook from the game by not running him as much as they should have. But to hold him to 13 yards was extremely impressive. And I mean, yeah, it just, it there was really no up or down in this game. It was just very calm, cool, collective, go out there, get your win, get your number one seed and send the Vikings home. And that's basically what they did. Yeah, like what Jen said, you know, it was it was a slow start, but and I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the beginning. I was able to watch a little bit of the beginning, and then uh, my work schedule is so screwed up. I so I come in on Sunday nights at work. I come in around nine, nine ish, nine thirty, because I uh, I work a morning show at a news station, so. That that's that crappy schedule, but I got to watch it work, and I was so glad to see that it looked like the Packers finally had a team where they wanted them, and they just grabbed them by the goddamn jugular and just said, "You're coming along for the ride, and we're gonna kick the shit out of you." They scored. The Vikings scored that one touchdown, and I'll say I was surprised that they were only held to 10 points. I thought it was not, not that I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're going to score all these points because Sean Mannion is not. Uh, I knew what Sean Mannion was not very good. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. And and the <laughs> defense made him pretty much look like that. And I was I was glad that, you know, the whole week leading up to the game, you know, they were talking, you know, so many people had been talking about even even you guys on last week's show were talking about. You know, we want to watch them finally just beat the shit out of somebody. And they finally did that. And it was great to watch. And it was. It was just satisfying. You know, Devontae had a had a pretty decent game. Lazard had another great game. He was playing with the utmost confidence that I had seen him play this whole season. And for Aaron Rodgers to just lob you up a ball and just say, hey, Go get it. With Anthony and, Barr directly yeah, in his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grant, it's a linebacker, but Anthony Barr is not, you know, that's not a linebacker to scoff at in coverage. And it was. It was just awesome that they really, they, they got it done, you know, and they probably knew at some point during that game that if we win, you know, we have the top seed lockup. So maybe that was some of that uh, – you know, a little more motivation to just, we got to, we got to finish this out, but it was, and Lafleur said in his press conference, this was the, the one game that it seemed where we played the most complete game in all three phases. And when I listened to that, I said, absolutely. 
the special teams looked great. Defense looked pretty damn good. And obviously the, the offense after that first quarter looked like they were firing on all four cylinders. So, yeah, you know what? I think going back to that Alan, uh, that Alan Lazard play, I mean, it says, it says so much when Aaron Rodgers of all people, I mean, I tweeted this, so I don't want to like rip, you know, be unoriginal or anything, but it says everything in the world when Aaron Rodgers of all people, as particular he is about trusting certain receivers and putting the ball in certain spots for certain guys. When he lobs one up for Alan Lazard, I mean, that tells you all the trust he has in this guy, which is crazy because, you know, he was, he was, he was a rookie in 20, 2018, I think, but 2019 when he yeah. got that first shot against the Lions, his opponent for this week. And, you know, he has just been ascending ever since, you know, little by little. He's been, he's been phenomenal, uh, phenomenal. And really, ever since kind of the bye week, I mean, he has been just on a tear. You know, I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I know I, I looked them up and everything. But yeah, he has been just a, an actual difference maker, which is what you want out of your number two wide receiver. That doesn't mean Alan Lazard is, I mean, Marcus Valdez scaling is completely phased out of the lineup, but I mean, when the opportunities come to you, Alan Lazard, he's making the most of them. And it, yeah, this was the, this was the week where we saw the Packers finally just slap the ever loving shit out of somebody. I mean, when you have the Vikings who, you know, they, they're starting Sean Mannion. There's no Kirk cousins. You're supposed to beat up on these teams. I know people use it as like a way to discredit the Packers. Like, oh, they beat the Vikings without Kirk Cousins at home in the cold, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like they didn't struggle. That's the thing. They, you're supposed to beat these teams when there is such a a heavy mismatch. Yeah. You're supposed to go in there and you're supposed to completely just dominate them. You're supposed to just smack them up like, like a, like an unwanted stepchild or something. So I'm for making all the plays it. Went from making all the plays that don't show on a stat sheet to stuffing the shat, stat sheet. Yeah. I, I, it's a tongue twister. Me. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. yeah no kidding. Setting, setting <laughs> but I didn't try and read that. <laughs> Went from making all the plays that don't show up on a stat sheet to stuffing the stat sheet. Okay. It gets tricky around there you the go. That's, <laughs> but it's true. And that's the thing, too. He's stuffing the stat sheet in Ben's words. And, he's still making the plays that don't uh, show up on a stat sheet. He's still doing the gritty blocking and he's just such a valuable part of this offense. That I think a lot of people kind of don't appreciate, but uh, yeah, that jump ball really said everything. Speaking of plays that don't show up on the stat sheet, can I just, while I'm on the show, the last few weeks, St. Brown has made some excellent blocking plays. Can I just add that? Like I, I, no. I think I've I think I've been a <laughs> I think I've been a believer in him for a little while. I mean, a little bias, yes. I I mean, I'm I'm, all, I'm always a Badger fan over Notre Dame. So when Notre Dame beat the Badgers, I was pissed. But I loved him in the draft, and I loved where the Packers picked him, and I wanted him to play so well. And this year, I think he is really playing some of his best ball because he is he's blocking. And he's even making some plays in the past game. But again, this is totally unrelated to Alan Lazard. But in terms of Ben saying, you know, the plays that don't show up on the stat sheet, St. Brown's starting to make some of those too, which has been really, really nice to see considering, you know, no Randall Cobb and, you know, Amari Rogers hasn't quite found his way, but I feel like that, that, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone considering he's in year one. So and we do get the brother matchup this upcoming week. 
mm-hmm. with Monra and Q. So, and eventually we'll get a fun. we'll get we'll get Osiris in the mix eventually. <laughs> He's their uh, youngest. Oh brother? yeah, yeah. Can't remember where he plays, but yeah, that whole family is just like freaks of nature, athletic freaks. Like and they're freaks they're, of names. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I've had some anchors at my station when I when I type up in scripts like Equinemius, and they always ask me every time they're like, Andrew, how do I say this? <laughs> I have to say it like three times, like, yes, sorry, it's a very long name but this, this i think is my sister <laughs> until because i i was at my sister and brother-in-law's for the game um and that was a fun game to watch with a vikings fan they actually joined me and watched and mm-hmm. you know he was just miserable i mean he's like laughing at what was it chris collinsworth like free sean Mannion or whatever and it's just like it was comical for vikings fans at that point but she kept saying she thought it was equiminius so she kept saying, she's like, I don't even know how to say it. So I had to like pull up the name and show her like N before M. And yeah, so I was like, just call him EQ. It's just so much easier. It's kind of like with like Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, you know, <laughs> nobody knows us. <laughs> I mean, people don't want to say his name now, but. <laughs> can you say, can you say that name again? Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 I've been I've been watching him long enough to where I've I've wa- I've looked at his name plenty like his rookie year I was like how the fuck do you say that I was like I was like one who the fuck is this guy how the hell do you say his name <laughs> early on early on in his career I was calling him Giannis so <laughs> I well you were you were, you are also the Jameis Winston that never happened that didn't, that didn't happen oh, okay so before we finish and yes Erica this is pr- uh, purple purple um before we get into the last part of this oh so my mike florio mug gets made fun of but you can drink your purple yeah i'm surprised you didn't throw your whiskey in there you psychopath (laughs) i didn't feel like i didn't feel like drinking tonight (laughs) electrolytes are important okay i preach this all the time electrolytes with alcohol though (laughs) i've never done that before in my life i don't know what you're talking about evens evens it out right no it do- who was it was it, it was tom crabtree that said like oh it's or no it was shit who was it was it matt ramage or tom crabtree they said that it helps prevent the hangover you're getting probably ahead of, probably both of them probably yeah probably you're getting, a, you're getting ahead of of the hangover that feels inevitable and yeah you know what as a matter of fact that I, I am a goddamn trendsetter gatorade and tequila see i'm not Ooh. crazy i'm gatorade not crazy. And tequila what <laughs> i've never had that yeah I, I mean, I've had I, I've had a, like tequila and haritos, and even that is kind of like that sounds delicious. It, it was good, but I also was having Jose Gold with it, which just completely ruined it. That's like, ugh. Okay, oh guess, man, that is that that's college black I, eyes essentially. That's that's what that is. <laughs> I guess only cultured people understand Gatorade and tequila or Gatorade and whiskey, but it's fine. I get it. All right. well, maybe I'll come. Maybe oh. I'll come around to it. <laughs> it's the same goddamn thing. All right, look. We have we... one more important thing to talk about. Yes, before we get yeah, this show. Six yes. over. Yeah, well, like Andrew said, hey, screw it. We'll go over. Forty-five minute show. <laughs> okay, we need to at least. I mean, we're not going to go balls deep into this thing, but we need to at least touch on the uh, whole MVP fiasco thing going on with Hub Barkership or whatever the hell his name is. Hub. <laughs> hub yeah whatever i mean 
someone someone kicked this thing off, man. Because I mean, we know how I feel about it. I I have not tweeted about it or anything, but I mean, I I I quoted that stupid thing that he that stupid show that he was on, and I said, no, not a damn soul is going to click that link. No one's going to listen. Your bullshit reasoning. Your bullshit reasoning, Jen. Well, you said somebody kicked this off, and then you wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe I had something to say. Your bullshit reasoning about why why you think Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve an MVP award, which look, if you don't think he deserves the MVP for on the field reasons, like maybe you think Tom Brady's been better, which I mean, that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to argue that. Or you think Cooper cup deserves it. If he gets the, the one thirty six, 136 yards, he needs this Sunday to break that record. Or if you think it should go to Jonathan Taylor, I don't give a shit. If, as long as you are, you are coming to these conclusions purely based off of what they do on the field. Not off of it. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is is a complete idiot for the comments that he made about you know the vaccinations and this and that and you know being you know advising with Joe Rogan of all people for medical advice. Yeah, I think he's an idiot for that whole fiasco that went down. But that doesn't stray me from appreciating what he's done on the football field. And that's not just because of where the fandom lies. I love good quarterback play. I've said so many times that. Brett Favre in 2009 is like one of my favorite quarterback seasons ever when he was with the Vikings because he was he was incredible as much as I hate to admit it he was incredible came to Lambeau twice and smacked up the Packers so if you are just so emotional to the point where it's like oh he's such a jerk oh my feelings are hurt oh and he 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 kept his team hostage and treated them like shit like you're such a goddamn dweeb and I know obviously he's watching he's watching this absolutely I'm sure right but yeah, that's that's where I, I pretty much stand. I pretty much stand on the same side as everybody else, and I'm assuming you too as well. So this isn't like some crazy like, oh my god, he's he's enraged. He's going off the going off the deep end. No, I it's think not. Anybody's like, finally, someone spoke up about this. Yeah, like, wow. How I haven't seen him? anybody actually oh. like siding with him. You know, he's just getting absolutely roasted by. You know, Twitter by Rogers, which rightfully so, Rogers has the right to go into his presser and just destroy that bum that he called him. You know, yeah. yeah which, what, did he, I mean, what, did, what did he say by the way, Jen? He's a bum. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted that. I wanted that to be out. Yeah, emphasize. Yeah. We, we need that. He's a bum, and yeah. you know, I mean, it's true. Like, like he said, you know, this is a guy who has never interviewed him, never sat down and talked to him. Basically, just going off of what. He's reading, you know, as a Bears fan, reading things. And it's like, first of all, we don't know the conversations, like every conversation he was having in the offseason. You know, it's not like his teammates didn't know what was going on. Like, let's be honest, some of his best friends play for this team. They knew what was happening. It's like, I don't understand how somebody who's so petty gets a say in MVP. And it's like, then we need to have these conversations about Tom Brady because look at who Tom Brady was letting live in his house with his family and his wife and his children. Like, you know, people do stupid things, but that's not what the MVP award is. If you want to go and vote for an award for the best guy off the field, vote for the Walter Payton award. Like you're in the wrong category, dude. Like, I, I don't know what more to say about it is it's so stupid. And then I didn't even click on his apology link Neither. today. You know, it doesn't deserve my click. And it just sounded very just like oh I have to get something out there kind of thing and it kind of reminded me you know Rogers saying nobody knew who you were until you basically spewed my name out which I didn't I've never heard of this guy until yesterday and it kind of reminded me of like the 
when Rogers clapped back, it reminded me of like the MGK Eminem thing where, you know, yeah, people only know who this guy is because of Rogers. And then Rogers goes out and roasts him. And now, you know, there goes his career basically. So he's going to switch genres and start writing about like politics or something. Cause I don't know what, can is that Cole? Swear? Oh, look who's here! Is that? I was like, <laughs> wow. is that actually him? No, I don't believe after, it. After after you guys called him out, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. being a dog he complete, fan. completely forgot about the fantasy league. Completely forgot we exist. <laughs> completely forgot yep. about group chats. Whatever. The Screw open you, Cole. book bomb. <laughs> yeah, and to go off of what Jen just said, I'm so glad you brought up Walter Payton Man of the Year Award because I was literally at work today talking with uh, one of the other guys about it and i i brought that up i said you know what like this ain't the walter payton man of the year award this is the goddamn mvp award it is not it is not about their off the field contributions it is all solely based about on field contributions and i also added that you know it is bad when even florio is 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 talking bad about you already know that that is that you are in the wrong when yeah when florio is defending anybody that wears the green and gold you know it is bad so i i'm so glad at how rogers responded honestly i didn't even realize that he responded that way in his presser i thought it was like with pat mcafee or something because i've been a little bit out of the loop like the last no, it was Matt Schneiderman's question. Yeah, I, I didn't just, even realize it's like it was he his was ready until for later. It. Yeah, yeah I th- and I, I didn't realize that until I, I started to find like people uh, posting the presser, and I said, "I was like, holy shit, this is golden." So I, I love it. I love the response. I, I said before the show, I think we all said, "Yeah, like who the fuck is this guy?" I, I didn't even remember his name, and I knew it was a weird name, and you were all hub, and I said. Who names their kid Hub? They must have really hated that they were having a child at the time to name him Hub. <laughs> but well, and I, I clicked his Twitter link. His header is a picture of Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's what which I, me. I thought that was so yeah. bizarre. <laughs> so I don't know. This very dude jarring. Just enjoy your 15 minutes of fame. Nobody yeah. will ever take anything you say seriously again, except for the delusional Bears fans. So good luck to and, you going and forward. And it sucks too because it, it almost makes the AP look bad. It almost makes the AP look bad that you give this guy this, like you give him an opportunity to have a vote, have a say in who has the MVP. And he's literally bringing up things that are totally irrelevant to what's on the field. Meanwhile, it's just, it's there as is petty as thousands else, but... of other people. There is thousands of other people. There's plenty of other people who work for ESPN, other conglomerates, other writers who are very good at their jobs, who don't have a say. And then here's this guy talking about it. And he's, he's something completely irrelevant to what he has done and what he has meant to in this season right now, the success of the Packers. And it's it was just absolutely ridiculous what he had to say seeing florio defend him was like that it was like like that meme you know when the worst person you know makes a great point yeah something. yeah Basically. that's all i wanted to say yeah that's all i wanted to say sorry <laughs> like 2022 is already off to a weird start we're agreeing with things florio saying and i don't know things just need to get back into balance i concur all right i think we even everyone on the score out of chicago was against uh yeah i mean when you have literally people in chicago which is where you are. You like he previously covered the Bears. I don't know if he still does, but he used to cover the Bears. Actually, he does. He still covers the Bears. When you have your goddamn colleagues like disagreeing with you, then like you know, and just lay down the arms, 
keep your half-assed apology. Nobody, nobody wants to hear it. You dug yourself into this hole, and now you're gonna. Lay There's there. like some conspiracy that goes with this. Like somebody paid this guy off to just say something stupid so that we could have all this drama right before playoffs. I don't, know I don't know. There are a lot of stupid people out there that probably think a very <laughs> stupid way, and I think he is one of them. He is one he's of the just, stupid ones. He's just stupid. <laughs> All right. That's Zach's hard hitting analysis. He's just stupid. <laughs> He's yeah, just what, stupid. This is what you come on the show for. This is like this is what I bring yeah. to the table. Hey, sometimes <laughs> sometimes people just appreciate the bluntness. That's I think with something like this, you have to be kind of blunt. That's you know, like honestly. I mean, right, if he's that's... gonna be as blunt as he was, then I've been trying to end this show four goddamn times. I'm gonna end this show now. Okay, we are over an hour. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching Open Book this week. It was a pleasure to uh, sit here for an hour with you guys, as it is every single Wednesday. We love you guys. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, then, Andrew, please throw up our handles. No, yours first. Nobody wants to follow oh, for me, Christ, man. Dude, you're the one talking. Oh, my God. All right, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Zachariah J. That's me right there. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. And you can follow Andrew on Twitter at Mertens underscore Andrew. I'm Wait, like the odd one out one, here. We have one yeah. thing we have to do that we need to throw up before oh. Oh, shit. our merch. Our new yes. merch that dropped. Yes. We have so. new merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where is it? Andrew, please. I'm, I'm begging, you. begging you, please. <laughs> I was trying to work on it before the show to get make sure it was working. And it, here, hold on. Hold on one second. One second. Okay, no, it's it's gonna take too long. I'm gonna we're gonna have to post the link. We gotta post the link. Guys, That's please, funny. please grab the merch. We promise it looks sick as hell. I'm I don't know. Have we post I'm I'm sure we've all shared it on Twitter. Um Really, it looks awesome. I even I put it on my Snapchat and I had a bunch of friends like, dude, that's so cool. I'll have to buy one. I'm like, yes, go buy one right now. So That's, yeah, Dakota, yeah Dakota, Dakota Dakota knocked it yeah. out of the park. Yeah, seriously, it is some awesome stuff. Please, everybody, go to this link right here, and you will not be disappointed. I and I just bought merch from there last week. I bought one of his Ja Island shirts and one of our original um shirts. So I, he's making me go broke. <laughs> yeah, when when you go to Dakota with an idea, he exceeds expectations. Yes. Like I had this idea, and he just made it look so much cooler than I could have ever envisioned. So. Kudos to him for making us look good and definitely go support our show, buy our merch, support Dakota that way. And yeah, now that, we can wrap up Zach. <laughs> that dude is gifted. For the fifth time, the fifth time, right? <laughs> yeah, we're on number five now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for watching. I think that is it. And uh, stick around for, we're running the freezer advertising. Yes, correct? yes. You can watch the freezer pod at, I believe it's seven o'clock on Mondays. Is it what? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sanjay from the Freezer Podcast. With me is Fred and Matt, and we are always here on Mondays at 7 p.m., right before Monday Night Football. So come check us out. You never know what we're going to bring on the show. But, hey, you know what? You have to check us out from 7 to 8 because, you know what? I got to put my kid down right after. So join us 7 p.m. And definitely check us out because we're fun stuff. So, oh, my. What the fuck is oh, fun stuff? <laughs> what? Hey, watch us because you get to see him. You're getting kind of Michael. Protect the neck, dude. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jackson over here. Hang him over the blanket. I can't. Hold on. That's weird. Now we have a baby all of a sudden.
<laughs> Just do it. That's the best part about it. He's got a baby. Like, what the hell's going on here? Poopy dad. Hey, what's up, guys? It's... <laughs> that was you. That was you. <laughs> what you think, Fred? All right, Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just gonna be me and you, or Eli and Zach gonna pop in? Yeah, they'll talk oh, every once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was already here. It happened right away. It kind of. Well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at. Let's just put it this way: Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? <laughs>